Hello, I'm Michelle. And I'm Laura. And this is the Pair Entrepreneurs Club podcast, a weekly show to help you navigate the demands of being a working parent. We will share lots of practical ideas, hints and tips, and our own and others' experiences with juggling work, family, health and finances. Above all, we want to help you find your purpose, define your identity and banish any confidence gremlins that might be holding you back from the life you dream of. No matter whether you have children or not, there will be something here for you. Let's get started. Hey listeners, welcome to today's episode of the Pair Entrepreneurs Club podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and today I'm joined by Misha, the Mum Sultan. So Misha's created a safe space for mothers to process life events when you're becoming a mum, and she helps navigate parents through pregnancy, maternity leave, and returning to work, and ultimately thriving at work. So thank you so much for joining us. And um, We met last year and I just found your um, journey really inspirational and just we just hit it off really well. So really welcome you as a podcast um, host today. And really for our listeners, if you don't, if it's okay, Misha, if you would just share your journey on the Mum Sultan. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Um, the Mum Sultan is my baby. So I went through a difficult journey to becoming a mum. And throughout my maternity leave, I was on maternity leave during COVID. So I think my village actually became the virtual world of mums, blog posts. And um, after a while I became this pool of knowledge and information. So I started the Mum Sultant to help mums through their conception journey when they were on maternity leave, how they could enjoy it, what to do, you know, being guilt-free, where to find information. And naturally as my journey progressed with looking to go back to work, um, I incorporated the returnship side of you know the maternity journey which has been really interesting because we all have a different story when it comes to motherhood um we have a different journey back into the workplace so it's been an interesting time and I'm currently working on building out a working families committee at my current employer at the moment um which has been super exciting speaking to dads as well as moms you know parental leave on both sides and the experiences there so um yeah, the Mum Sultan in a nutshell is just your safe space, your community and your pocket coach on the life events that comes with parenthood. Absolutely. And there's lots of those. Yeah, it's just interesting yeah. you said it. Yeah, I, I've, I've got two children and two very different experiences, one pre-COVID and one during COVID. And yeah, very, like you say, the community aspect was so different. Um, yeah. And even my returns were different because I was doing different things. So so how do you kind of encourage parents to take ownership of that parenthood journey? You know, how do they kind of recognise that and um, get part of this positive environment that you create in? Whenever I'm asked this question, I always feel like it sounds easier than it really is. But it's really um, taking the skills you've learned through motherhood or parenthood and looking at it in um how would I say, smaller milestones and how it's transferable into the workplace. So I always remind mums, your leadership skills are second to your patient skills, conflict management, and those things are key to the workplace too. It's just the person that's receiving it is a very different, smaller and has temper tantrums. (laughs) But if you on a daily basis at home, you can transfer that into the workplace. And I think with that, once you remember, you can do this, you've got this, it becomes a little easier. And if your audience receives that well, and you own that, and you have that assertive side of you and that confidence 
confidence. Um, the second part I would say is asking for feedback, how it's going, how is that looking as the weeks progress when you're back at work and you're implementing parenting and your new identity, your dual identity in the workplace. Yeah, it's interesting. We, we uh, myself and Laura did a piece the other week uh, as a presentation and we were saying that we wrote the list, all the skills that you acquire as a parent, you know, I think we forget that and particularly that prospect of going back to work is somewhat daunting your identity massively shift doesn't it you know you, you you are a different person when you left so how are you working with your organization to educate that because we we massively find that you know parents are very kind of taking that ownership but actually employers and i hate to say it, some of some are better than others but actually recognizing that journey and recognizing their different skills is different so how, how are you doing that where you work at the moment I think the first thing I pointed out was the need for a, a, a maternity buddy, but we're calling it parental leave buddy now. Um, that was really important. That was something I noted um, at my workplace that we didn't have. Um, and just for a bit of context, I actually changed jobs and took a more senior role at a different organization and returned to a brand new job after my maternity leave. So my previous organization had the maternity buddy system. That was the first three months of returning to work. And that actually started during you know the weeks leading up to returning which I thought was sensational um I also think um pointing out where to go if you need a safe space you know mental health um, advisors in the workplace if you are feeling like you're rushed with mum guilt you've checked you know the nursery app or checked in with the childminders and your child's refused breakfast because drop-off was bad you know when you hear that it impacts you at work so I think having that space to say oh I don't feel great today and you've got someone that just gets it it really helps. I think adding that safe space to talk about how you feel as a parent um, and also signposting where you can go to, you know, embed yourself back into the organisation, whether you're nursing and you need somewhere to pump or you need someone to talk to or a corner to cry is really important to help parents navigate those little spaces where they can tuck in and resurface again to get on with what they need to do because it's difficult. It's a big transition. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's something we talk about in coaching for small business owners or, or for people with that return piece. And, um, you know, it's not a matter of stars in the eyes tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. And and obviously for you, changing jobs even more so. It's like you, you're coming back with this completely different identity, different skills, you know, and completely different approach to how you deal with your career. Um, you know, it's, there's still the same element of professionalism and, and, and grasp that you want to do. But like you say, you've had a bad drop off in the morning. It's a completely different perspective, isn't it, on the rest of the day. So, yeah, fabulous to hear that. I think that's that's great. And um, how I mean, do you from your perspective, obviously, from the corporate side and also supporting parents, how do you find some of the social norms that we have? Because obviously one of the biggest things that we struggle with for parents is this this challenge that we have you know what how do parents get this balance and this this language that we use around you know the the mum guilt sometimes that we all have there's kind of this slightly antiquated approach that we've still got particularly in this country and and how do you sort of navigate that with with your your parent community I'm, it's a that's a really funny one because I think mum guilt evolves with the child's age as well you feel guilty about different mm -hmm. things that Times, isn't it? But you know, one thing I do encourage mums, and it's something that became a big self-taught piece for myself, was um, don't stay in it, don't lament too much. You know, you talk about it, you have a trusted environment around you, your village, um, your support system. Talk about it, feel safe to speak about it, release it, and you know, move along with your journey. Have things to look forward to, and feel 
feel present in your situation. It's okay that this morning didn't go well, this afternoon didn't go well, this evening's probably going to be manic. It's normal. Um, I think accepting that it is normal and you don't have to be everything to everyone all the time is really important. You know, we can't operate a hundred in every single segment of our life. And that's a really important reminder that I've given to my mum Sultan community as well as, you know, the parents I work with. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you kind of get them to get that confidence and that assertiveness? Because like you say, a lot of it is the workplace can start to to build some of this and get give you a maternity coach and change the policies. But I guess a lot of it comes back to that voice and that confidence and that assertiveness yeah. to also ask. How do you kind of encourage that with, with your community? So this actually sounds very corporate. Um, it's actually personal goal setting. <laughs> so yeah. just for manager, you do that about yourself, for your personal life, and you have those check-ins with your community or myself as the coach. And, you know, it's that accountability piece, you know, how is it going? How do we shift it? Has it not worked out this week? You know, how can we make that a little bit better next week? Um, it's through conversations and actually writing those little milestones down that you want to achieve and seeing it actually improve. I find that really helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've just we've just published a blog, blog on the same thing, actually, what your goals are and then aligning that back to your values, because I think sometimes yeah. that is you know you might set out to say I want to be home by this time but actually the job and the corporate stuff pushes you to be there slightly later and that wasn't yeah. your goal and it's certainly not one of your values but you're kind of going off piste every week um yeah. so that that accountability of having a coach kind of keeps you back on track as well doesn't yeah. it so really it's really space to in enjoy honest motherhood and all aspects of motherhood and just feel like you're having a non-judgmental conversation you know yeah. most parents no judgment you can come in and say this has been absolutely awful bath time is terrible screamed mm -hmm. all night and I've got a meeting first thing in the morning and as long as you feel safe speaking to that person it doesn't mean you're going to underperform that day or you're going to be an awful parent for the rest of the week it's just get it out let it go and keep going absolutely so obviously you see it from both perspectives because you're supporting your community, but obviously you've got this this massive corporate role and doing massive things in, in that corporate atmosphere to, to change the family values, which is phenomenal. But in your experience, how has the perception of working mums evolved in that professional setting? It's an interesting one. So um, I'm quite lucky where my current employer and my last employer, they were very family friendly and actually found they pushed the development of working mums in particular through the DEI space, creating mm -hmm. communities, um, partnering with um, the diversity project as well. So ensuring that how they treat parents coincides with the whole parental leave side of things, because it doesn't make sense to have a poor parental leave policy in place but then you've got a wonderful warm welcome back to work it has to really be a full picture um so i haven't actually experienced anything negative but there's always space for improvement if yeah, yeah. Be honest. i think that's a really positive thing to say about the corporate world with things like the diversity project and other consultants you know offering training to these corporates i think they really have woken up to Treating parents better in the workplace, it retains talent, it increases productivity and it allows parents to embed themselves into the organisation in, in a better manner and it makes them yeah. want to develop. Yeah, and do you find from the community, because certainly something I've witnessed, that actually if the if the professional element that, you know, the corporate setting that they're working in isn't offering that and it isn't aligning to their values for whatever reason, maybe they are seeing you know, the part-time request as, you know, something we're not going to deal with. And actually that community sometimes make that shift themselves, don't they? And they vote with their feet. So they'll go, you know, they'll go back to that value proposition and think, well, actually I want to work for an employer that's got family policies. Um, yeah. 
So we sometimes find that, you know, for us, actually, it's when people pivot. You know, I, I did. I went back and I actually thought, you know, this isn't going to work now. So I need to go and set up on my own. Um, but like you say, like for you, you went back to a different employer, didn't you? So you ended up yeah. moving somewhere else. So it's, um, I guess, sometimes it's that evolution that's happening, but we can't always tangibly say, is every, is every business offering it in the, the the modern fashion that we'd like to see, I guess? Um, I think in a difficult place as well where employers are starting to get fed up with the remote working or the hybrid model and some of them are forcing people back so outside of my consultant community I've had friends and peers um, you know who have returned back to work and had to resign because they're no longer offering compressed hours and they say no without any reason I know that's about change I think there's some rules and legislation changing that but um, yeah I, I have heard about seen it through other experiences but Mums are resilient. They they think, okay, this isn't going to work. Let me find something that does, and we always do. Yeah, yeah, and it goes back to what you said. You know, if, it, if you can be assertive enough to ask and push it and kind of demand it in a way, like you've gone obviously forward, you've gone to a new employer. There was some stuff that weren't there from the previous employer. You've taken that best practice and you've got the voice yeah. to change, which I think is which I think is incredible. You know, if we're not careful, we become slightly martyrs to it, don't we? And say oh, we can't do this anymore. And we kind of accept it. And I think that's that's where the community strength comes through, doesn't it? If you can kind of talk to one another and say, well, we're getting this and why are we not getting this? Um, yeah. 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 And that's these horror stories. I mean, are, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can be in your motherhood era, but don't forget your identity as well. What feeds your identity? Feel like, you know what, I'm still there. And I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose some parents really struggle with that piece and that confidence piece, don't they, in that return. So is there any advice that you'd give um, parents that were maybe feeling slightly overwhelmed or isolated during that parenthood journey? This goes back to talking again. I think speak to your managers, stay in touch with your team where you can. And I know that's not always the easiest because some people don't have teams where they have that relationship. But the best possible thing I would say is, at a minimum, speak to your manager and make sure that your return works for you. Regardless of your relationship with your manager, you have to be transparent and speak up for yourself because if you don't, no one else is going to because they don't know. Um, lean in on your friends as well. Um, keep your finger on the pulse with your parenthood network as well because if it doesn't work for you, someone can put in a word, a good word for you. You could find something else. You know, you find other employees that are offering the benefits that you are interested in and that works for your family. The power of speaking is really, really important when it comes to returning to work and asserting what you need and ensuring you've got healthy boundaries that allows you to operate within that work-life balance that you need as a working parent. So I always say speak, 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 talk up. You have to. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of that, I suppose, is preparation, isn't it? To really give yeah. you the heads to think about what is it I'm going to need. Um, yeah. Without kind of letting it creep up on you, and then being overwhelmed by what the manager's either saying or what the HR lead is saying, we can or can't cannot accommodate. So yeah, sometimes having that sort of forward things. So is there anything else that you think workplaces can do to create that more inclusive environment? And obviously, um, you're in it, you're championing it where you are at the moment. But is there any other stuff that you, that's glaringly obvious for you that? even as small business owners, because um, I certainly spoke to a friend the other day who runs a small business and they've got a couple of employees who are off at the moment. And I think sometimes we hear wrongly the language, oh, well, we're just a small business and we can't accommodate X, Y and Z. So is, is there anything from your perspective that they, uh, businesses can do to be a bit more inclusive? 
Absolutely. It's improving the culture. So, you know, it's the DEI space. I'm passionate about diversity, equity and inclusion. I've done panel discussions, sat on committees across London um, on improving um, equal rights, you know, for women, you know, all, you know, all um, environments and um, communities. So they feel they can bring their whole selves to work. But I feel like sometimes parents fall through the cracks on that. Um, we need more panel discussions and it doesn't matter what size business you, you, you have or where you come from. Panel discussions, webinars, those spaces to have events and, you know, parents come together, share information, speak. Um, the, the passing of knowledge, how to develop as a parent, how to develop in your career, even though you have to leave five on the dot or you might come in 15 minutes late because of the nursery, um, the nursery drop off or childcare. You have to leave early. How do you make your time work? best for you there are so many different tips we can offer parents because your life completely changes when you become a working parent we all get the same 24 hours but working parents we have to find a way to make both lives work at the same time and it's a difficult task so I do feel like offering those um, events offering those communities those spaces webinars and environments where you can share that information and uplift parents is really really important we've done it in many other segments of diversity equity and inclusion but I haven't seen the same energy for parents in the workplace and that's regardless of the size of organization mm -hmm. i think you've hit the nail on the spot yeah it's and it maybe goes back to breaking some of those societal norms as well that there's there's still an element of taboo isn't there i mean i read a phenomenal book recently um by anna martha and it was you know raise raising the mother you know it's not about raising the child yeah. it's also about raising the mother and you know, that really says a lot, doesn't it, actually, about you and your strength and your identity and, and to some extent your resilience, isn't it, around what you're going to conform with and what you're not going to take. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, what you're doing is incredible and the community element of it is is amazing. Yeah. So just topic of resilience, because I think it's something I mean, we're, we're going to be doing some workshops on it moving forward. But I think we, we find it from either the corporate world or particularly from working parents and whether that's small business owners or or like your community where they're going back on like transition. Um, what's your sort of top tips to support parents? Because obviously we've constantly got those bounce backs <laughs> element of how do we get that resilience? Is there any sort of top tips that you'd give give to your community to, to build in that resilience? Of course, I think you have to sit with yourself first and foremost. Um, I know that's really hard to find the time to do that, but even if it's just 15 minutes after the wind down and everyone's in bed, you have to sit with yourself and really figure out <clears throat> what it is that you want mm -hmm. what it is you want your journey back to work or whatever you're embarking on as a parent what you want it to look like and I think it goes back down to those personal goals as well you write that down it's easy to have it in your head and it goes as soon as the routine clicks off again it goes write it down and um work towards it you keep thinking about it you keep talking about it you engage with your network your village your support system and you, it's important to keep that accountability going but through all of that, you need to have patience with yourself because goal setting for parents, what you might think you will get done this month, it might turn into the next eight weeks. And I think giving yourself that grace helps to build that resilience because at the end of it all, we're only human. We all have ambitions. We all have dreams. But sit with yourself, write it down, give yourself grace and make sure you lean in to the network that you have to ensure that you've got the right support to make it happen. You can't do it alone as a parent. I think it's important to remember it takes a village to raise a child, but I always say it takes a village to sustain an adult and we forget that last piece. 
Yeah, that is so, so true. In fact, I had it from a friend this morning, one of my NCT friends from my first child. So we go, we go back now to nearly six years of friendship. And she texted me to say, any chance you could have my youngest this afternoon because I'm in a situation. My mum's let me down with childcare. And, you know, you just think like that's where we need to hustle, you know, where we all have to kind of, if we can make it work, we'll make it work. Because she's literally trying to deliver a massive proposal this afternoon to a client. And there is absolutely no way she can have a three-year-old in the background. And so you, just, you know, just being able to call each other and say like that. And yet I've got friends I've probably been with longer you know probably childhood friends and I probably wouldn't do that so that that village yeah. of being able to say do you know what we've gone through this thick and thin we've had the tech messages at four in the morning when neither of them used to sleep and uh, you know the one nights where it's been horrendous and you know I, I sat there this morning and thought that is that is actually the village element you know that's her calling me out as one of her NCT friends and saying can you can you help SOS I need a bit of support this yeah. afternoon so I think we we have to do that I mean holistically I've said for years I would love the fact to be living near friends like that in, in close proximity where you could all hustle we we go to a very small primary school and if there's one of us just walking to school and we can take the other kids you know saving on that energy and that effort that we do where it's like actually I'm running around like headless chicken because I've got to get to a meeting at quarter past nine you know if you can all muck in and you know politely without taking offense saying I can see you're a bit busy like do you want me to just stay and take her into the school gates and shoot it's <laughs> a massive difference isn't it than you know kind of um feeling like you're going out on a let on your own and no one's going to know when you log on at quarter past nine for that meeting all the stuff that you've done and the stress that you've been under first thing but actually, yeah, your mum and parent friends, if they recognise that and know you well enough and can call you on it and say, look, if I can just help. Um, yeah. I had the SOS last night. I had a really bad day. One of my children's had a drama at school. Fancy wine night. And I was like, obviously going to be there. <laughs> no issues with that whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, Feeling confident to ask. I think many of us as parents, and I've been guilty of myself in the earlier days as well, you just kind of get on with it. Like you say, you become a martyr a bit. But... You really do have to open up, speak and lean in on your, your village, really. It's so important. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I look back on my with my first child and I think um, my community at the time, we had a bit of a mixed age range. And some of those people probably on paper wouldn't have been friends. We kind of like became friends through stuff that we were doing with the children. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of us a little bit older and we dealt with things differently to they did slightly younger. And I, I thought, you know, if I'd have done this pregnancy and childhood journey 10 years before... I think, you know, my life experience was a completely different. So my resilience and how I was going to approach that would have been hugely different. I was quite pragmatic on certain things and then stress any on others. But I think, you know, my, my sort of 15 years of work life had brought me, you know, what we said earlier, the skills and experiences to be a mum slightly different. Yeah. And then my, my year of maternity going back, I took very different skills and experiences back into the workplace as well. Yeah, um, definitely. I think with that, just my last thing on resilience there as well, um, and I don't know if this is something many other parents think about, but I certainly do. I always remember that my son's watching and would I want him to take the burden of the world on his shoulders or would I want him to grow up and ask me and ask his dad and ask his family and friends? And um, they have to see it to be it in many aspects. So I always try to lead by example in that respect and getting that getting that support because I'd want my son to grow up and feel like he's got that support around him too. 
Yeah, 100%. And I think I was having this conversation with a friend actually this morning about something that had gone on with her five-year-old. And, you know, I said, you know, you've just got to deal with it, how you think you want them to be raising, how they're going to deal with it as an adult. So the advice you give now is, you know, yeah, you might want to tell them to go and tell a teacher and you might want to tell them to retaliate. But is that the advice that you would give if you were dealing with that same situation? Even as a, you know, 30-something-year-old adult, it's, um, let's say it's, it's, it's how you build that resilience in those children now is how you are as a parent isn't it as well um and there's certainly no handbook for it <laughs> I think every day I wake up and think this is so much harder than some of the decisions you make in a work environment <laughs> it's definitely no, no script is there <laughs> no no and I think that's what's so unique isn't it the, everybody's parenthood journey never mind when they're transitioning back into work because no no two individuals are going to have the same parenting journey and the same work return to work. Exactly. It's going to be so vastly different. Um, yeah. And I guess that's what's great about what you're doing, trying to connect people at least with return to work buddies, because at least they've got the commonality that they work for the same employer and they know the culture and the values and the expectations. And if there's tricks to play the system or ways to influence policy change and like you've yeah. got the voice to change things, which is phenomenal. Um, I think that's incredible if people can be part of that and um, be advocated yeah. of that support. Um, because I certainly I know I speak to friends and, you know, my perception of returning with my second child is very different because I was running my own business. You know, I didn't really yeah. have maternity leave. I just kind of hustle straight back into it. And it's probably more now he's two and he doesn't sleep that I find it harder than I did when he was eight weeks old. <laughs> and it's just more, you know, it's more challenging for me actually to get that balance and to get that kind of, um, yeah, divorcement between family life and work life, the daisies around at two than when he was a baby because it was just easy to, to kind of pick up the laptop and do stuff when he was asleep. But if I'd have gone back to a corporate world, you have to really have clear boundaries don't you between the two um, 100%. boundaries are so important and this yeah. is why i say for every mother's story there, there's no two stories that's the same but it's important we share that information and be there for each other yeah absolutely yeah no it's been um, incredible so is there any other any other things that you would suggest um how do people get involved in your community how can we get people um signed up to joining your village so I have a website. Um, you can subscribe. I'm about to launch a podcast very soon at this point this year talking about, you know, different aspects of motherhood. I'll be having hosts as well. Um, I've got a blog, um, TikTok. You can engage with me through my social media platforms or signing up um, through my website as well. And um, if you're pregnant and you sign up to my website, you get a discount with Window to the Womb as well. So you can meet your baby and start to connect. And yeah, there's little little things coming throughout the year with the mum sultan but yeah social media platforms on my website reach out you know join the community and then from the corporate side because obviously you are you are absolute powerhouse in what you're doing on the corporate world and um, but obviously there'll be some people in similar situations who li listen to this and think how can i get that voice and influence my employer um if, have you got any kind of top tips for them or can they reach out to you to get some advice or guidance or any 100 percent, 100 percent. it's um that space of coaching where I'll look at their motherhood journeys, what they've learned through it, put it down on paper and actually show them where it's transferable. And, you know, even role play is really important as well, like rehearsing what you're going to say, how you're going to stand, the power posing. Mm. I love to power dress whenever I feel like I've got something really important to say. I wear a really bright colour, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel good and it puts you in the right 
champion. It makes you put your best foot forward and you take it forward. You assert yourself. So um, it comes with many different aspects of your personality, which I will work on through those sessions and yeah, practice together and speak on it and put it out there. I 100% agree with that, like positive psychology. I mean, we did dress down days for a few years at work and I really grappled with it. I'm exactly the same. Like for me, the biggest thing with my return was actually dressing for work, you know, moving yeah. away from sort of my joggers and my track seats. And it's dead easy now. I've got a home office. I come across the drive and I could just put my loungewear on every day. But I have to separate the two. And I completely agree with that. Sometimes that you know, what we call it in NLP, that, that reshift and anchoring, you know, changing that state to think I'm in work mode now. Um, yeah. And I've I've definitely, certainly when Benjamin was young and I was setting up my business, I've definitely been on calls with like a hoodie on and sick on my shoulder. <laughs> and in, in, in my own head, I think it's not, it's not necessarily clients or the perception, but in my own head, I think I'm not really work ready. I'm probably in yeah. my own head giving myself a bit of a disservice. Being able to just change that mindset is a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. getting yourself ready and in that headspace so yeah that's that's phenomenal I want to wear sparkly shoes for the day you wear your sparkly shoes you do yeah. what makes you good when you feel good you do good that's how I see it yeah absolutely so we might have a mum listening to this who's been back at work a couple of months and is really struggling on that journey is there any sort of top tips that you'd give to give to her Absolutely. Give yourself grace and patience. And whenever you need to speak, you have a wide community out there, whether that's your immediate community or a virtual mum community like ourselves, who are ready to help speak up, yeah. reach out, we'll do it together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And I think we that really resonates with me. I spoke to somebody else on a podcast probably about six months ago now, and um, she was saying that actually to share stories is so cathartic um and I think sometimes we bottle it up and we you know we might confide in one or two friends but they might also be in a similar situation and so you kind of go round in this gravy train don't you where you're kind of not not coming up and actually getting the right support um so yeah, yeah. that is human life when it comes to that this is why I love speaking to people you know yeah. storytelling is powerful the data points in it what you can learn from it if you don't get that just scrolling on your phone sometimes or trying to work it out in your own head you need to diversify thoughts and put it out there speak to people and yeah expand okay. it's really important. are there any great podcasts or books that you'd recommend to the listeners as well oh off the top of my head um i love made for mums um that the podcast as well i think it is the podcast yeah. i've not listened to it well but they was so uplifted on the way into work um and mums now used to love reading the blog posts and what the mums used to offer there as well um and tiktok <laughs> i love tiktok um you search any topic it's become my preferred search engine to be honest you just get those bite-sized videos and mums talking about honest motherhood real life and what they're going through and every bit of their lives that embeds their motherhood journey um so podcast books um off the top of my head I don't have any to think of, but I can always send yeah. that afterwards. Yeah. Posts about that, but um, yeah, I think it depends what you're going through at the time or what you're after, really. Search yeah. it, it's there. Yeah. So for, for you, kind of getting into that headspace sometimes, just putting a podcast on on the way to work, that helps. Have you got any other, other ways you kind of re-energise and get ready for work? Um, there's an interior design app, a game I started during lockdown. Sometimes <laughs> just decorating a room makes me feel really relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, we can tell. I love the wall art. I think you've got a good eye for it. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's something that I used to tuck away and, and do during lockdown, but um, I still do that on the train sometimes. And actually, mm -hmm. it's real brand, real bits of furniture. So when I'm out shopping and you see things like, oh, yeah, I've got that in that particular room. I've got, yeah, that is my little secret wind down. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all got to have it, haven't we? I certainly, yeah. that's my 2024 goal to kind of get a bit more of that wind down and that identity back. Yeah. The last two years, I think between my first and my second, it, you probably just kind of like drift a little bit. And then having had my second and he's now just turned two, I'm like, so what's 2024 mean for me now? Like, how am I going to get that wind down back a bit? And yeah. you know, like you say, getting into work and getting in that right headspace. I think I, I literally walk across the drive and into the office and I don't always get myself into that mindset um oh. morning, put the radio on had some tunes blasting out and that helps but it's it's certainly um just a short fix not necessarily something longer so yeah amazing well thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on really enjoyed it um we will share your link to your website and all your uh, social media handles in our post um but yeah please go and check out misha's website some incredible resources on there and we look forward to listening to your podcast in the future Thanks very much. Speak to you soon, Michelle. And thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. Thanks, Misha. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We rely heavily on word of mouth. So if you found value in this episode, please hit subscribe and share it with family and friends. If you'd like to find out a bit more about us, you can find us on our Facebook group, Pair Entrepreneurs Club, or alternatively on Instagram, Pair Entrepreneurs underscore club. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to talking to you next time.